sacred rituals, and a cosmic community to enchant your mystical life. This podcast feels like soulful conversations by the fire and under the desert stars, as if you are hanging with your best friends, talking about purpose, the cosmos, and the divine journey we are all on. My name is Anna Alic, and this is the Topanga Moon Podcast. podcast. Wow. So we are approaching the end of the year, going into 2020. Really, really excited about this because I will be traveling to California, flying into Vegas, driving through the Mojave over to Joshua Tree, my favorite place. And I'll be sure to be recording an episode in Joshua Tree while I'm there in the new year. So watch out for that one. Yeah, um, I'm really excited about it. It's going to be really amazing to be waking up in the desert on the first day of the new year, first day of the new decade, in a place that really represents everything that is truly Topanga Moon, everything that is, you know, the direction of all the work that I'm doing. So yeah, I'm so curious to hear what your New Year's plans are. I'm thinking of creating a really special New Year's kind of downloadable ritual guide because I'm going to be doing some rituals and I'm going to be coming out with like a really mini one ritual guide for the winter solstice that is coming up on Saturday. So if you are on my mailing list, then you can get information on all of that. So check out the mailing list. But yeah, so um, the holidays are coming. I'm, I really love Christmas time. Like I really do enjoy all the, like the magic and the sparkle and um, something about it just like really excites me. So I'm always excited every every time this year. And I guess also knowing that I'm going to be in California going into the new year makes me even more excited because I have something to like really look forward to. So I think I might be coming out with a podcast next week. I don't know. I haven't really decided. It's going to be very (laughs) on the, in a whim, you know? So, but if not, I'm, I'm just so happy that you've all joined me on this journey that you're, you know, listening to the podcast and a part of this community and it's been such a beautiful blessing. I'm wishing you like the greatest holiday season. Like I said, I'm going to have some ritual guides for you for this time because it's important for self-care and really cultivating that love for yourself at this time more so than ever. So yeah, it's going to be beautiful. Um, I am going to keep this intro short. I do want to mention, has anyone been feeling the effects of that full moon, the full moon in Gemini? Maybe because I'm Gemini, I don't know, but my sleeping patterns are all off. I can really feel all this like energetic vibration coming to earth right now. And I know it's supposed to be here until the 21st, the solstice. 
And there's just so much, I mean, I've been getting so many messages from my guides. I just, so many more spiritual things have popped up. And I'm wondering if you're also feeling that, you know, extra bit of energy and magic right now. It's really cool. I'm really, really um, into it right now. But it's been keeping me up really late. So <laughs> we'll see if that transitions after the, the 21st. I have a really, really cool podcast episode for you today. It's all about skin and skincare and beauty routines. And it's with Temi. And she has this beautiful line called Essentials by Temi. We met at this market that we did for a concert that we were at. And I really love her products because they're made by her in small batches in Toronto. And she uses only essential oils, no fragrance there. Um, and all beautiful, incredible, you know, earth-friendly ingredients, things that I understand, beautiful combinations, and they're just really high-quality luxe, um, but with the, the best, you know, ingredients for you and for your skin. And we get into all of that, and we really get into um, things about the beauty industry and, you know, um, just being more educated and aware. And I think that's the biggest takeaway that I want everyone to have for this really cool conversation. And we go deep into all kinds of skincare topics. And I even selfishly ask some questions about, you know, best for aging, best for my melasma. So you get to hear that. And we get into spiritual topics and her being born in uh, Nigeria and bringing kind of that essence. We get into some voodoo magic. It's a really cool conversation, but we do talk a lot about skin and we do talk a lot about rituals and the best things that you can use for your skin. It is your biggest organ, but I do want to say at the end of the day, it's all about um, your own research and what you think is best for you. And Tammy is really amazing at um, talking about that and she has workshops as well so that she can she can educate everyone on the things that she's creating and she uses them all on herself. Her products are vegan, which is amazing. Um, and just, you know, making sure that you're making the right choices for yourself. There's so much out there. There's so much misinformation. There's so much information. But it's really about being uh, just the best advocates for our own health, for our own skin, and using products that you feel good about. And I think that's the the biggest takeaway that I can say about this conversation. Um, it's a really beautiful, candid one. We get into so many things. And at the end of the day, yeah, it's doing what's best for you. And also um, just learning more about the things that are really great for your skin and uh, at the same time great for the planet. I'm a big believer and proponent and you know what's great for the planet is also great for you and your your skin and your body will feel that vibration. So let's get into this um, jam-packed episode. So many things you're going to learn so much about um, about your skin and I know I took away so much as well. So I hope you are having a beautiful day wherever you are and enjoy this amazing high vibe episode with Temi. All right, we are back on the Topanga Moon podcast. I'm really excited for this amazing special holiday episode with Temi. She's the creator of Essentials by Temi, a really beautiful uh, skincare line, beauty line that's all about the real essentials, essential oils, um, beautiful, amazing 
you know, earth-friendly, um, human-friendly products and ingredients that you can actually understand and read everything in the label and you, you can totally, yeah, you understand what they are. There's nothing in there that's, um, that's not safe for you and we're going to get into all of that. I'm so excited, but I want to introduce you to Temi. Temi, hi. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This is really, really a great opportunity for me to share more about my skin and soul essentials from yes. Essentials by Temi. And I can think of a better collaboration of a podcast than to be with Topanga Moon. Yes. Thank you. I'm so excited. We're going to get down with everything about skin care, especially in these winter months where you want to pay a little bit more attention to your skin care. And for me, I've always been invested and interested in things that are actually natural, safe, and good for you. There's so many, you know, synthetics out there. There's so many things that are really harmful for your skin. Your skin is your biggest organ. So I'm so excited to get into all of that, the truths, the, the you know, the reasons why you, you um, decided to do this for your brand, because I think it's so important for everybody to understand and for us to um, continuously be, ed- be educated in this industry, um, because there's so much out there and there's so much misinformation and things that are, um, I mean, I think more people nowadays are just becoming more aware of the harmful effects of things like the beauty industry or, you know, really anything that we're putting on our bodies at any time. So it's exciting that people are getting the education, but I think it's still, we still need to like spread the word. But before we get into all of these amazing things and spirituality, I want to hear a little bit about your upbringing, what kind of brought you to this point right now and how you started the brand. Well, uh, I started off in the beauty industry when I was around 16, 17. I kind of figured, tapped into my creativity a bit. I used to do funky makeup looks. And at that point, I felt that I wasn't really educating myself a lot on how to take care of my skin. Mm -hmm. So, of course, like everyone as a teenager, go to the drugstore and go get crazy things like... Don't know if I want to say the brands, but may have like some pads that you use for acne and things like that to dry out your skin that's not really healthy for your skin at all. Mm-hmm. But that led me down a spiral of gaining acne scars, dark spots, and just I, I really tried to even use like proactive like everyone did. Mm-hmm. And I started noticing that none of these products were working. They were making it worse. And I kind of stopped a little bit using those type of products. And then I started working in a beauty retail world. I've worked any retail store for beauty you could think of. Luxury, Holt, Sephora, MAC, everything. Shoppers. And when I work at these stores, you know, as retail, you have downtime. And during my downtime, anyone that I've ever worked with would tell you this. I just sit around, read ingredients, look at the brand and do research. Like I've always just been doing research every chance I got. And I will always notice that a lot of ingredients were very similar and just I can't spell it I don't know anything about it I remember meeting this one customer I wish I remembered her name she was the one who first told me about a website called e ewg or something like a website that talks about ingredients Mm -hmm. so she it shows all the harmful ingredients in every product what to clean what has passed the clean standards and what hasn't and at that point I started thinking more about the beauty industry and about how we put so much harmful toxins in our skin that you literally pay for. You're never paying for good quality ingredients. You're paying for branding when it comes to the beauty industry. And I 
at that point started getting into tapping back into my roots. My grandma used to teach me how to make like different oils. And I was a kid like making coconut oil from scratch. It's a long process. Coconut oil from scratch. From scratch. It's such a long <gasps> process. It's one of those things where kind of like when you make cashew milk, and you're like, yeah. oh, that cashew made this much. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. wow. So I kind of tapped back into my DIY roots a bit and started making my own little concoctions at home, like a facial oil cleansing oil, body oils, hair oils, my own hair mask, my own flaxseed oil, uh, my, my own flaxseed oil, flaxseed gel from scratch. Mm-hmm. And I just started doing it for fun. And then eventually that kind of built, built into me making body butters and things like that for friends. And everyone seemed to love it. And people start, why aren't you, why aren't you selling this? I started teaching workshops. I've always just been really excited to teach and mm-hmm. share my knowledge when it comes to the beauty industry. I've done that since I was a kid where like my sisters and my friends were doing their makeup. They always come to me for any advice and any questions they had about the beauty world. And I just love being able to be there for people in that sense and give them the honest, true, raw, like information about that world. Uh, So that pretty much led me into creating my own skincare line. It was one of those things that you're kind of scared of. You're like, how am I going to do this? Like, you don't have funding. You don't yeah. have rich parents. <laughs> How's this going to happen? Where can I start from? But I tried to not let that stop me. And thankfully, I had a lot of great friends who just like pushed me. Like I even had like my birthday earlier this year. I was like, okay, just invest in my business. If anyone want to get me a gift, don't give me any gifts. Just give me money so I can invest into like getting my business started and like launching it. And I am so grateful to have very supportive friends around me. Even till today, like my friends love, they were the one who started using my products and they right. come back. And then I started having like random strangers started doing little markets and I see how they love my products and they also return back for more. And we're now at a point in life where year one has, it hasn't officially been year one yet. And I've wow. caught the eyes of really great beauty editors out in New York that decided to feature my product in a list <laughs> on L with other huge brands wow. and it was just crazy because I'm like as a small batch Canadian luxe line to be featured next to Glossier and Laneige and these yeah. type of brands like that's such a it's such a notable thing for me but at the same time I'm such a hard worker and my work ethics is just like now I have more work to do and I'm gonna do more and I'm gonna <laughs> do that I'm also a Capricorn oh my god it's such Capricorn vibes <laughs> I think we talked about this I was like I need some of that Capricorn in my life because I'm a Gemini I'm all in the air but that's such a it's so amazing um and I really believe that when you when it's a good idea when it's an idea that like really needs to spread and is having such a positive impact, especially educating people in such a beautiful way about the harmful effects of, you know, our usual, what we're used to in the beauty industry and providing a new service, providing something that is truly healthy, that you can stand behind, that you can explain everything that's in these products, how they work, why they work. Um, And I really believe that it's like this alive idea, this beautiful idea that has wings and that can, you know, it, that's why it does get the attention and from these like you know beauty magazines and everything like that because it's an idea, idea that needs to spread and it's like something that you've tapped into and part of your dharma and part of the the path that you were supposed to come here you know what I mean to help other people and and see because really um when we get down to the normal standards of the beauty industry and just were there's so many things and I even think about you know the whole Instagram world and and how things are marketed to us um 
through these, you know, individual, like it's just so much easier to get so much information out. There's almost like too much information when it comes to, or too many products. It's like, it's, there's so much. And it's like, how do you even know, like, you know, something could just be popular or, you know, in the moment, like you're like, wow, it just like makes me look good in the moment. Um, I mean, I've been in the acting world for so long and I remember all, all the time getting my makeup done and with I mean with products that at the end of the day my skin is like itchy my skin is like feeling so drained and um just heavy because there's so much that's been put on of my skin throughout the day that in the moment I'm like oh I look beautiful I you know what I mean a makeup artist did a whole thing on me and it looks incredible um for the photos or for you know all that kind of stuff but when it comes down to it and like thinking about how many toxins must have been put onto my skin at that moment. So I do want to get into, um, but first, where did you grow up? I grew up in DC, Maryland area, but I'm Nigerian. I was actually born in Nigeria and moved to DC, Maryland uh, around almost 20 years ago. Then I've been in Toronto for about 10 years now. Uh, I'm still very connected to my I would say ancestral roots and my tribal roots and that's another reason why I named my brand after my name because of the meaning of my name it's so true to who I am and all that I do Temi my full first name means Temi Temi Tope means to bring happiness but uh the short in Temi which I go by a lot, is Temi means mine in our language. Mm. So when I was creating the brand, I was like, I wanted to create something that just like screams me, but is also still brandable. Like you could brand yourself, but like I wanted it to just like be a, eventually be a household name sort of thing. And if everyone already knows my name, it's easier. Mm -hmm. So I wanted something that was mine that I could share with people. So it's mine, it's yours. It's ours. Amazing. So. And what is some of that essence that you brought over from... Uh, being born and growing up in Nigeria in terms of what you've created now? Um, well, I it's so hard. I really want to be able to, in the next few years, go back home and store some more ingredients mm-hmm. so I can feel more complete with my branding. Uh, but shea butter, which comes from Ghana, we also make it in Nigeria as well too, but mostly the best shea butter comes from Ghana. Uh, I try to use a lot of like raw shea butter in my ingredients wow. and a lot of the oils some of the oils just certain oil, essential oils here and there they're from like morocco a certain place like egypt or mm-hmm. things of that sort i try to keep a very african feel to it but at mm-hmm. the same time it's so hard because like i want to use other ingredients that are from yeah. like italy and like from other places but i try to really bring a bit of my cultural ways of like skincare because we use a lot of oils back home we use a lot of butters like things of that sort we don't really use a lot of i felt like the westernized being such a westernized country now that nigeria is because it was ruled by the british for so long like people have that crazy mindset like oh luxury is like using lotions but like if you go to the village you're not really finding a lot of people who uses like lotions like we're using raw butters and things of that sort that we can make at home ourselves so yeah i guess that kind of taps a little into the branding of temi 
Amazing. And I love that it's like using things from the land and cultivating yourself. And I really believe that we're, when you're using things from the earth and beautiful, naturally made things that we have access to, um, that's going to hold a certain vibration. That's going to really affect your uh, body in a certain way. We really don't need all of these extra things mm -hmm. for our beauty and for our skin. So I want to talk a little bit about um, the things that you see or that you did see in the beauty industry that were, you know, ingredients that were being used that are super harmful for people to kind of know a little bit more about that. And what are some of your favorite ingredients to use that you found that are really like just as good or better in terms of the quality? Because your brand is like a luxe brand, as you said, but using beautiful, you know, essence from the earth and things like that. So I want to hear the little, a little bit of the, the differences between um, kind of like what mainstream companies are using that we should really be kind of like, you know, avoidant of, and then the things that we should be looking for when it comes to our products. I mean, a lot of things, I, I really just try to I'm the type of person who loves to say that I know a lot, but I don't know everything. Mm, yeah. So whenever I speak to people, I can give you as much knowledge as I have at this moment because I also have like 20 tabs, 30,000 tabs open in my mind <laughs> yeah. at one time. <laughs> but I always try to push people to make sure they do their own research. Always push them based on your skin type, based on what kind of products and brands you've been using. Do your own research and go online. Like the internet is just vast. There's like, there's so much information out there. Yeah. But if we all come together and just take a put on some lenses and take a look at the beauty industry, you'll see that at a time there's always like a popular ingredient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the past few years, they've been kind of like the beauty industry has been tapping into shea butter, been tapping into like argan oil, they've been tapping into like coconut oil. And when they start to tap into industries like that, you have to look down to see if it's fair traded. How are they getting this? What are they? What is the quality of this? Because a lot of these things that come from the earth can't be mass produced, which is how we get into the topic of like GMOs and things like that, right? Yeah. So you have to really, really look at who owns a company too. A lot of beauty brands are owned by like mother companies, like Estee Lauder owns Mac and things of that sort, which is why I don't use any of Estee Lauder products for the most part. Mm -hmm. uh, is it cruelty free? what 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 is their standards for ingredients is it vegan like a lot of these brands have the finances to make their products vegan why is it not vegan why are you putting harmful preservatives and toxins to preserve the shelf life yeah. but you're not trying to preserve the customer's skin so I wanted to create something that was completely counteractive to that I wanted to create blends of oils it's not I don't feel like I'm doing anything crazy new with the oils that I'm using because they're out there. If you look online, you can get it yourself and create it, but it's about the formulation that matters. Mm -hmm. It's about why that I peaked this oils together to create for this specific skin type. Uh, and a lot of brands will stay away from doing what I'm doing because oils, especially essential oils, are very expensive. They are. So when people yes. get into the beauty industry, they're not really getting into the beauty industry to help you. They're trying to make money because the yes. beauty industry is like one of the number one making yeah. industries out there behind yeah. like prescription pills and things med the medicine industry yeah. but uh I wanted to create blends of oils that actually will give you the rapid results that you want to show you that you don't need to be putting so much chemicals and 
things like and chemicals I feel like that's a weird weird word because like they are good chemicals and they're very bad chemicals like when you look at the AHAs and BHAs those are chemicals that are good for your skin like anything pretty much has chemicals in it when it comes to skincare Mm -hmm. so like lactic acid like kind of comes from like milk and I really want to use lactic acid in my products but I'm trying to keep my brand vegan so it kind of you run into problems like that as well too trying to be a vegan brand where you're like oh well it's not bad it's not alcohol like do you know how much brands put alcohol and fragrance in their products? And I don't understand why. Yeah. How is this helpful for anyone's skin? You're drying out. How dare you create a facial product that's yeah. supposed to be hydrating? I don't even care if it's supposed to be for oily skin. Yeah. Why is there alcohol and fragrance in it that's yeah. drying out your skin? That's doing damage while trying. It's just so very counteractive. Mm-hmm. And I wish those were one of the things that people will look at. When you look at an ingredient in... Make sure to always look at ingredients. Like, get used to reading ingredients and products. Mm-hmm. If you don't understand what the five first five ingredients mean, which is usually in order, like the way you list ingredients, it's mostly what's in it the most. Wow. So when you look at stuff and you see water, yeah. why the hell am I paying <laughs> so much money for something where the first ingredient is water? Yeah. It's like, this is how these companies get you because they want to create so much and sell a lot and then you're getting so much money back and like the doubling up the retail so that's why if anything support small batch companies more Mm -hmm. support local and small brands because they're actually putting so much more energy and time and knowledge and money and good quality ingredients into what they're making for you they're not cheaping you're not cheaping it out and putting fillers in your ingredients in your products so I think those are the only thing I can really think off the bat. And essential oils definitely want to be careful about that because that industry has literally been a very problematic industry in in this past few years, especially as aromatherapy has become such a huge trend again. Mm -hmm. It's always been a thing, guys, but you see how these industries are. They like to get trendy and that's how they cash in on the trends. Uh, Essential oils. You have to make sure which supplier and distributor you're buying it from. You need to do your research and make sure that it's actually pure 100% essential oils that came from an actual plant and was not synthetically made in a lab somewhere. Yes, because there's essential oils, there's fragrance oils. There's like another one that's derived from the essential oil, mm-hmm. but it's not the full complex And you always one. find the keyword that he throw on everything. Natural. Natural. If you look at the branding and laws for the beauty industry, you only are allowed, if I'm not correct, I'm not sure if it's changed over the years, but when I used to do my research on this, you're only allowed to say your brand is natural if it has, I think, about 50% natural products. It doesn't have to be 100%. Mm-hmm. I think the law may have changed because I see certain brands sometimes write on it and I say like 70% natural. Yeah. And you're just like, so what's the other 30%? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm putting this on my face. Like, why Why is there... Wh- I'm concerned now. Yeah. But keep that in mind. So when you ever you see natural throwing on things, you got to be careful. Yeah. Like, the keywords you want to look for, if you're spending big bucks on skincare, you want to look for vegan. Mm-hmm. It's completely pe- plant-based. You want to look for fair traded. You know yes. that the people who are making this and ingredients that they're getting where it's coming from, which can be costly sometimes and not all brands can afford to do that. Yeah. But when you can, even with me, when I can, with like my shea butter, I try to make sure mm-hmm. it is fair traded. Yeah. I need to know exactly where it's coming from. I would like to know like the main person, like the group of people who are making it. That's That shows 
and goes deeper with my passion too. Um, what's the next one? I would say also look for like organic, like you want to look for vegan, organic, and fair traded. Those are three things you want to look for. If you really want to know that you're supporting something worthwhile and your money is worth buying what you're buying, those three things is what's important. Otherwise, honey, you're just buying the brand. (laughs) You're paying for the brand. That's all. Packaging and branding is all you're paying for. So true. And I know because when I make my candles with essential oils and I always look for the organic and the fair trade ones and all the ones that I order from, um, and it's a higher price point, you know, like it's gonna, it's, so that's why, yeah, like it, it's, that's why you basically have to have a little bit of higher price point on your products and they're handmade They're you know, you do so much work that goes into looking at, um, like you said, if the person is paid fairly and if it's organic, if it's vegan, all of these things are really important, especially right now with, overconsumption and so many things happening with uh, our planet and um, over harvesting certain ingredients or products and things like the trends, like the essential oil trends. So then obviously with more companies wanting to get these essential oils, well, there's no higher demand, but it's harder to, I mean, like it's coming from the earth. So like, where are they being harvested? How are they extracting all of these things? Like those are so important. And it's so hard to know because, you know, you can easily throw a, a natural label on there and everyone thinks it's all good. Fancy yeah. There was celebrity on for a brand yes. campaign, fancy packaging. Yes. No one cares about the ingredients anymore. That's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> and I love that you were talking about um, sticking to local brands within your community, I think that's the best way to start to safeguard yourself and start to educate yourself because then you can actually talk to these people. Mm -hmm. You can like, you know, people send me messages or people can send you messages specifically Mm -hmm. and it's like the person creating it behind the screen that's going to be like, yes, I'm going to answer all of these things for you. And it's, it's also such a beautiful way that you can support people locally, like, it's coming locally then from you, um, you know, the, you know, shipping the product and all that kind of stuff and, um, a beautiful way to just like support within your own ecosystem. I think that's like such a cool thing that we're now able to do, especially with, I just think like, yeah, smaller brands and brands that are really conscious about what they're doing. It just makes more sense naturally. I'd rather support a brand that's smaller and local and I know that it's small batch and it's there's more love that's being put into yes. it there's more good energy put into it it's made with better quality yeah. at a good you know it's it's all around better than yeah. to just go to like a big brand and be like I'm just gonna go buy this from the girl like from the drugstore and yeah. that was a machine that probably made that yeah. <laughs> like there's yeah. no love behind what you just yeah. bought <laughs> and there is something to say about the energy that goes into products and I'm a big believer in that I do rituals when I'm creating all of my products um and I I believe that you do as well and oh, it's yeah. yeah it's like such a beautiful thing when you're actually infusing your energy into the things that you're creating and now the things that you're creating that also come from the earth that has a higher vibration already because it's earth-based and beautiful um, um, ingredients that are have a higher vibration already now is infused with your own vibration. And then all of a sudden it's like, of course your skin's going to be happier. Of course you're going to feel that love. So I want to talk about um, some of your, especially getting into the winter season. I was, I was telling you 
I've been really into my rosehip oil. I'm pretty simple when it comes to my beauty routine. If I don't need to wear makeup, then I usually don't. Um, I use Alate, which is a Canadian company, and their stuff is amazing, and their packaging is bamboo, they're vegan, they're, they have simple ingredients that you can understand. It's a really beautiful company, so I love using their makeup products. But when it comes to um, helping your skin out for the for the winter time, for this time right now, drier season, what are like the best oils that you're using? What are the best things that you can tell people, suggest for people? I honestly, it may sound like I'm trying to plug myself, no, but no. I make my own skincare brand yeah. so I can use my own skincare products. Yeah, exactly. If I use my own stuff. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I, that, you have to think about that too. If people are making things and not using their own products. So true. It says a lot. Yeah. It says a lot. Yeah. So I swear by my soothing oil and my intense hydration oil during the winter time. Those two really saves me. And whenever I'm like breaking out or stressed out and like, cause I feel like always closer to the end of the year, I start getting like hormonal acne and breakouts. Cause I'm working, I get enough sleep, probably not even eating good. Cause I'm just like, go, go, go. I'm on set for like 19 hours. And I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna eat all this horrible food on set. Yeah. Go home, sleep for like two, three hours and then try to like reset again for the next day. Um, my soothing oil, it all of my facial oils, the base of it is jojoba oil. And the reason why I chose that is I wanted to choose something that, because my brand is unisex. A lot of men will, stay, a lot of women too don't want to use oils because everyone's so afraid of oils. And I'm like, listen, that is the best thing <laughs> for your skin. Yeah, Oils are literally, if you look back at the Egyptian, look anywhere in the world. If you look at the history, the Greek, everyone, Arabs, like what did they use in skincare and cleansing their body? Milks and oils. That's all. And then you tap into things like rose water, which all of this are in my brand somehow, some way. Um, so my soothing oil, again, base of base of jojoba oil. But the two key ingredients that I really, really wanted to include in it that would help uh, irritated skin. It's an oil that's good for all skin types. But the one thing about it is it has sea buckthorn in it. And sometimes sea buckthorn can stain a little bit because it's a very orangey oil, high in keratin which is really, really, really good for your skin. But also you want to make sure you use sunscreen when you're using anything like vitamin C or mm. carrot seed oil or anything like that because it is very sensitive to the sun oh, okay. and the UV rays. So, but it's crazy because it's such a count. It's almost like an oil. It's so great because it's so healing, but at the same time you have to be careful right. if you're using it in sunny places and like summertime and things of that sort. But it reduces inflammation. It smooths your skin's lines and wrinkles mm -hmm. and it also calms irritated skin it's the most common oil ever i remember when i first started using oils the first oils that i was drawn to was rosehip as well too yes, and yes. then i was like oh like i like sea buckthorn because sea buckthorn is more good for like because at, at the time my skin was more oily yeah and whatnot I, I realized that it wasn't really oiliness it was just low-key dehydration yeah that's a yeah. lot that's a really common thing for people people my skin's so oily i can't use oil that's sepium that's not that's a production of like your skin being dehydrated and mm. trying to create oils for your skin wow. so i always suggest that people trying to like switch over to skin natural vegan skincare start with an oil cleanser because the oil cleanser will balance the heck out of your skin so quickly i try to incorporate that into my winter rut routine so much i'm working on my own right now but my favorite one that i use is the leaves of treat one. Oh yeah leaves of treats also yeah, toronto yeah. brand love them to death their facial oil their facial cleansing oil mm -hmm. is amazing uh, and I follow up with my intense hydration complexion mist, which is a rose water base, has distilled water in it. 
Um, honestly, the only reason why I added distilled water to my ingredients is because people, certain people, I didn't want to make the scent too strong for them because mm. they might be sensitive to scents. Okay. Although it's still essential oils, I wanted to make it like something to kind of like dilute the scent yeah. in a sense, not actual product. Cause like, that's why it's distilled. Yeah. <laughs> and also, uh, floral waters, Jichinko Bibola. Um, powder extract, which is uh, from the bamboo family tree, actually. It's so good for your skin. Straightens your skin and repairs your skin. And I also have one thing that a lot of facial mists don't have in there. Um, A lot of toners and facial mists don't have this ingredient that they should have, which is glycerin. Vegetable glycerin is so good for your skin. It's like a humectant. It really soaks up anything you put on next. So... After I put that on, I use it on a cotton pad as a toner, and then I spray my face down with it, pat it in a little bit, wait till it's a little dry, but not completely dry. Then I drop my soothing oil, warm it up in my hand, press it into the skin, massage it in. Honestly, when I see myself breaking out, I start to do that morning and night. Like, I waste no time, and I keep using my mists more and more. Wow. And my breakouts immediately starts to go out. Like, right here was yeah. all, like, breaking out. Like, lower part of my face is breaking out for, like, the past a few weeks and I was like okay I've been slacking in my skincare routine yeah and I've been really busy and it's also scarf season so I'm like go wash your scarf yeah and get heavy on your skincare routine amazing I didn't need to run to the drugstore to go pick up any clean and clear and yeah <laughs> and proactive or anything because that would really ruin your skin more in the long term Ugh. I'm a big believer in using your own like methods to like heal yourself essentially I do that all the time um but wow that's so that's so amazing because I yeah I've just been doing the rosehip oil which is great but I'm like hmm I need to like <laughs> expand I love when people do that you want to question more and like yeah. just listen to your this way the same way like when I do my wellness events for my holiday stuff yeah. I would tell people to listen to their emotions like listen to your body your body will tell you how you're feeling a lot yeah. um the same way with your skin like your skin talks to you yeah but you can't it's like if you're hungry <laughs> but you know you're hungry for something else and you eat something else but you're like full but you're not satisfied yeah that's how ingredients that you put your skin is like you could right. use something that could be oh if it's not broken no fix it kind of situation yeah. but you know deep down inside your skin could be more popping and like glowing. (laughs) So it's like, okay, let me start using this and this. Mm -hmm. Let me learn more about my skin and Google and like, you know, do more research on what kind of ingredients is good for my skin type Mm -hmm. and like what hormonal things do women my age would be going through. And, you know, like things like that. That's what I mean is about research because even age plays an act. It plays a big matter into your skin type. Your skin type changes over years. People are like, oh, my skin is dry. I'm like, no, no, your skin definitely combination. Yeah. Or vice versa. My skin used to be oily combination. And now, like, I've noticed during winter, it gets more dry, mm-hmm. which is crazy because, like, summertime, it's completely different again. Yeah. But over the years, since I've been using my own skincare stuff and nat- using natural stuff, it's been, like, more balanced all year round. Mm-hmm. It's not too crazy oily during summer because it's been balanced and hydrated throughout right. the entire year. Because you're taking care of it, which is amazing. It's, I, it's an investment. Yeah, it's it really is. really an investment. You have to put a lot of time into it yeah. and care about it. The same way people go to the gym and, like, want to yeah. be hot body, like, take care of your skin as well, too. Yeah. I love that you also mentioned age, and I want to get into that because I'm getting older, and I'm starting to notice changes in my own skin. Um, and like I was saying, I was like, oh, I really need the oils right now more than I did before. 
So what are the, the best things that we can start to do for, I'm going to selfishly just ask for myself, uh, preventing wrinkles, um, any kind of like aging of the skin when it comes to preventative measures. And I know that there also is a combination of like the spiritual side of it, the ritual side, you know what I mean? Like how your, my mantras, all of those things, I think it's like a combination of like mantras the things that you're saying to yourself, how you treat yourself in an internal way, and also what you're putting on your skin and what you're eating. So I want, I'd love to hear your thoughts on, um, yeah, how I can help my skin <laughs> before it gets too late. <laughs> um, uh, when it comes to Asian skincare, I feel like, let's start with ingredients first. The one ingredient that I feel like it's really good that people should look on to add on are, is retinol, which is vitamin A. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, Retinol is like the scientific name of it, but like if you just look for ingredients, a lot of my ingredients are high in different vitamins and antioxidants. Like I'm not branding it because the beauty industry just goes retinol. Like you'll see like yeah, yeah. nowadays, like cannabis is also the new one. Look out for that one. Oh yeah, cannabis sativa. So I was a friend of mine actually posted it on her story. Some brand, a local brand, and it's like they're branding their stuff is like cannabis, cannabis this, and I'm just like. Guys, hemp seed oil has always been cannabis sativa. Right. Why are you guys falling for this hype? (laughs) It's always been there. Now you're just going to accept it and they're just going to mark up the prices. Yeah. Just because they're calling cannabis and cannabis is a whole new trend in Canada. So, yeah, there's that. But retinoids is really good for your skin. Vitamin A is so, so good. It has a lot of anti-aging components in it and And compounds. What are some things that have the vitamin A? Uh, I want to say, like, there's a different type of food. I would say things like carrot, to be honest. Okay. So, like, a carrot like, seed oil? Yeah, a carrot okay. seed oil is high in that. Amazing. Because I know that, um, yeah, you hear retinoid, but I'm always just like, is that some sort of, like, lab term? Like, I'm always, like, scared of, like, right. those. I just want to know, like, what what plant or uh, fruit or flower does it come from? Because those, to me, are always like, oh, I'm safe with with things that I can understand, you know? Yeah, so anything, like, even, like, a broccoli oil kind of, uh, broccoli oil that's high in, like, vitamin A, anything dark green or, like, dark yellow is high in vitamin A. So carrot juice, pumpkin, pumpkin seed oil, use that in my products. Carrot seed oil, use that in my products. Uh, Mango, mango butter in my body butters. You know what I mean? Like apricot kernel. Mm-hmm. I use that in my oils. Like it's just there's certain things, but people don't really do their yeah. research to see that connection right. unless it's right in their face. Yeah. And that's how branding works and advertising works. Yes, yes, yes. But I just wish the beauty industry wasn't so focused on that. Right. Because people will probably then make better choices. Right. If, they, if you know better, you do better. That's okay. literally my whole passion behind my brand. I like to be able to educate people and like, yeah. I want you to leave me learning something new. I'll probably learn something I'm, new. I'm already, <laughs> I'm already learning so much right now. I'm like, okay, I need to get some carrot seed oil ASAP. I need to get all these things, which is so good. And I lo- A key thing yeah. I do want to say about essential oils, always dilute it because people will feel like yes. they can just use like tea tree just on the spot. No, no, no. Tea tree will just burn your skin if yes. you have very sensitive skin. Yes. But dilute it with like coconut oil or jojoba mm-hmm. or see a sweet almond oil or something. Just make sure you dilute yeah. it with something. Every time you use yeah, essential. I dilute it with coconut oil because I was using a lot of essential oils for, uh, you know, I just always use essential oils because I have so many. But um, what I was going to say was, oh, man, I totally <laughs> – I'm just like, there's so many things. Um, oh, yeah, coconut oil. 
it's a great oil to use, but I find that I can't use it on my face. Coconut oil, this is the catch. Yeah, Everyone thinks it's me. hydrated. It's not a <laughs> hydrated oil. Okay, okay, cool. It's an antibacterial oil. Mm. Its job is to cleanse your skin. That oil has so much cleansing agents. Yeah, you can put it on your skin and your skin is glowing and it's amazing. Like if you want to tan and you're on vacation, it'll give you that glistening. Mm-hmm. But it's not an hide. It doesn't hydrate your skin. It's so coconut oil is the best oil to take off your makeup with or cleanse your face with. But... Like, you can create your own concoction of it yeah. at home, for real, and create your own cleansing oil, cleansing yeah. agents, but not not to hydrate. Not yeah. That's such a good thing to know, because I would see that sometimes I would even break out. Yeah. It causes a rush. Yeah. I yeah. took... Listen, yeah. everything with me, but what I really learned a lot of time is trial and error. Yeah. Because I used to be crazy into coconut oil before it became such a crazy trend. Like, oh my God, I'm going to get some virgin coconut oil, and I'm good, and I'm making my stuff at home. And I was like okay, my skin's good, it's good, it's good. And then like three months in, I'm like, why? where's this rash coming from? I'm not using anything new. Right, right. Like it's, my diet hasn't changed. Like yeah. what's going on? Like, And then I realized once I stopped using, I switched my cleanser. I started switching certain things to kind of figure out what was the culprit. And I realized that it was the coconut oil. Then I started doing my research and the answer was there all along. <laughs> Do your research, people. Yes, I love that. And I love that you educate people at uh, workshops because I think that's such a huge part of – creating a brand like this, especially things that are uh, with skincare because everyone has, you know, different skincare types and routines and all that kind of stuff. So um, I love that you have that component, you know, it's like you really stand behind the things you're creating. You really can be like the face of all the products that you're making. And that's so important for like the safety of people. And like, like you said, like you use everything on yourself and you would never you know what I mean promote or uh, sell products that weren't safe for your own skin and um, it's really that love of like sharing the knowledge and like sharing the amazing benefits and like helping people like have beautiful glowing skin I mean that's amazing and everybody wants that you know so you've actually also been a makeup artist for many years and you've been working in the industry was that kind of um, an inspiration point for starting the brand is that what where you kind of like learned like maybe I can start to do this as well definitely like being a makeup artist and working beauty retail was like hands down the two things that pushed me really to create my own skincare brand because I would always come across because I'm I'm just someone who's always full of knowledge even when I didn't have as much knowledge as I had now people still ask me so much stuff because they just saw the passion and they saw so much knowledge in me with what I do and as a makeup artist, I can't, I would say like, I probably like touch over thousands of faces. Right, because you work so on film sets. Yes. I work on film sets. I even do like events where you're yes. just like fast paced. Like you probably didn't realize you just did 300 people's makeup <laughs> in like 15, yeah, yeah. 10 minutes each. So you, when you add that up and you really see a lot, you get, you learn to troubleshoot more. Like this person has like a chapped lips. This person has like flaky skin. What can I do to make this quick? Because it's not, you're going to, you can't sit there for two hours doing someone's face yeah. as a makeup artist. If you're new, practice makes perfect but uh I just got to experience so many different types of skin types people from different nationalities and ethnicities like that also plays a part in how their skin responds to certain things and 
the like you know i mean like as women of color like uh indian women and like black women we have like discoloration certain times Mm. maybe under our eyes like what indian women usually have like a lot of dark circles and things of that sort so how can i what can i advise to them to use for skincare i'm always thinking of like long-term things and not just makeup things but i also teach tricks of like okay i use a corrector around my mouth like if i'm doing like a full face beat i'll probably use a corrector around my mouth that's orange or peach and whatnot and why did I use this like I kind of like explained that to them and that's like a little bit of nit bit they could take with them yeah. from set or from wherever I met them and I also work on men as well too and men will like open up about certain things like I have razor bobs like what do I do what do I use I may not know the answer because I'm like I'm not a barber I don't know any stuff but then yeah. it pushes me to go do my research and then I realize okay I'm gonna include these type of ingredients in this stuff so that way yeah. men can use it as well too so I've always wanted my brand to also be inclusive so being a makeup artist really really it's it opened it up it opens you. a lot like you're almost like a skin doctor I yes, feel like we may uh, have more experience than a dermatologist does at times because um, we're we're more one-on-one with skin we may not know the super science part of things but yeah you see it all the time and then you infuse the energy and I know from being on the other side of it having makeup artists like work on my skin all the time and then um you know certain ones understanding more and that really is the benefit when it comes to, you know, people like you who have done all of the research and really like care about the longevity of the skin. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to that, and there's always, you know, you never know what you're going to get sometimes <laughs> when you're working in the industry. But um, it's, yeah, like you said, like educating yourself is the best way to know, you know, everything that it's like specific for you if you really have an interest in taking care of your skin. And um, just finding the resources and there is so many that are online or, you know, brands like you that are doing the education, which I think is just so beautiful and so important or podcasts like this. But, um, another selfish question I have (laughs) before we get into, I want to get into the spirituality topic as well. Um, I have melasma. Do you know much about melasma, which is like the discoloration on like the upper lip? Yeah, that's basically, I yeah. see, I knew exactly what that was, but okay. maybe didn't know the scientific name. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> but we usually just call it hyperpigmentation yes, or discoloration around the yeah. mouth. So and uh, something like that, you can either find a quick fix when it comes to makeup, as I was saying, using a corrector, yeah. or you can look more into like ingredients that fades discoloration, mm. things like kerosene oil. Things like sea buckthorn. Does. So if you were to create an oil that's sea buckthorn and has kerosene in, in it, like again, it goes back to vitamins, vitamin A. Vitamin, vitamin A. A really helps fade. Oh. It fades like dark spots and things like that. So things that have vitamin that's and really rich in vitamin A and vitamin C is really good for dark spots and fading discoloration and hyper hyperpigmentation and things like that. But if you really, really want to invest into your skin, it doesn't just stop at skincare because you guys gotta remember that. There's so much pollution. You walk out of your house, before you even walk out of your house, the wind that's even blowing in your house, it's not, it's so recycled. So true. So recycled and so polluted. We live in a city, unless you live somewhere near the ocean, because have you noticed that people who live near the ocean skin is always amazing? There is a reason. When I go to Croatia, my skin is unbelievable. There is a reason. Like, whenever, like, my mom, anyone that I know goes back to Nigeria, their skin is just, their glow, the glow is different when you're somewhere tropical or somewhere yeah. near the ocean versus living in a harsh weather, yeah. like Alaska or Canada or Iceland, yeah. places like this. Like, your skin is not, you're going to have to do so much more, more to make up for not being close to that beautiful energy that you get mm. from 
nature like that's literally natural hydration exactly the natural hydration that you need that you're lacking now you'll have to like pay more and go get facials so i would tell people i know it can be a costly thing but try to like find and do research and find a really good facialist in your city and that you can grow with that will know your skin well and you can learn more from them as well too because they went to school for this they're educated on it like they know more about the skin they studied it and uh getting like finding out which kind of facials work for you maybe it's microdermabation maybe it's like something different it's just like you just need like a vegan version or you just need just enzymes or you know like there's different kinds out there do you want to do laser do you want to go to that extent i mean that's not necessarily natural but it's an option depending on how you feel and yeah i love that so many things okay let's get into spirituality because that's a huge part of Topanga Moon. Um, so I want to hear a little bit about uh, your routines, your take on spirituality. And we were talking a little bit about this, you know, concept of voodoo and where that comes from. So I want to hear basically everything that you can you can tell me on that. So uh, I'm Nigerian and I my tribe is Yoruba, which is the origin of my name as well, too, Temi. So the Yoruba, it's like a language and a tribe. It makes sense. That makes sense. I don't know if there's like that for a lot of places in the world, too. So in the Yoruba tribe in West Africa, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if everyone has heard of Orishas. You've heard of like Yoja, Oshun. Like if you watch the Lemonade videos with Beyonce in a yellow dress, that was, Mm -hmm. she was, uh, I I believe that was Oshun and she was projecting her Yemoja, one of the two goddesses. Uh, And there's different gods and goddesses, Shango, Ogun, Obatala, there's different... All of this is like the origin of things when you talk about hoodoo, voodoo, santeria, and things of that sort. But it just changed depending on where different African slaves ended up. Mm -hmm. So when you look a lot in the Cuban culture and like Puerto Rican uh, culture, uh, you'll see a lot of like santeria kind of vibes to it. And it ties back to the Yoruba language and Yoruba tribe. Uh, In... The Yoruba people, we just, there's different, we, ours is more of like the Ifa oracle, which is really interesting because when you think of, when you talk about chiefs and like things of that sort, that goes deep in our culture. Like the chiefs are like appointed by the Ifa, mm-hmm. like the oracle appoints them to that role kind of situation. And, and the you, oracle is kind of like the... It's kind of like the, the universe, you're acting your spirit okay. guides. There's spirit always guides. different okay. terms okay. for it and cool. different kind of westernized or non-westernized places and then when it's different too when you look at shamans and things of like that and you go into like the native americans everyone kind of does the same thing Mm -hmm. it's just over the centuries it's obviously gets diluted or changed or transformed a little bit based by where it ends up in the world um with me i have been tapping a lot back into although i grew up in a very very strict islamic household you wouldn't believe it yes interesting very islamic household I grew up very Muslim. Um, I kind of eventually start to stray away from it and start to stray back to my roots. And older, now that I'm older, I learned so much more about like, even my dad's side of the family, how deep like the Ifa goes in our family. And like, it was my great grandfather who was actually became very religious and he didn't want to take on the throne in our village. And he moved to another village and decided to raise his kids there. And then we were under the British at the time and he didn't want to send any of his children my grandfather and um like uh he didn't want to send them to the missionary schools that were popping up like now it's 
Europeans have come and brought mm-hmm. to British have brought Christianity yes, Christianity. to Africa. Yeah. So uh, I really try to tap a lot into that when I make my products. Like I have my routines. I try to on a good day when I'm like I'm not busy. I'm gonna like dedicate these days to yeah. making products. Like meditate, get in the zone, make some tea. Like I'm really big into like herbs. Like I have like a whole stash of like herbs where I can mix match my tea. Like what are some gonna of the do herbs that you? Yes. A little bit of blue lotus, calendula, mm-hmm. red, uh, red raspberry leaf, like just make mixtures of things based on my mood, like lemon balm. Yeah. Am I going to do like mullein leaf today? Like how am I feeling? Yeah. Maybe a little mugworth, like who knows? Uh, so I'll have my little tea, cleanse the space, cleanse my tools, cleanse everything, my ingredients uh, with... I, can, I go intense with cleansing sometimes. Like really? I will literally go in with sage... With Palo Santo, with frankincense, yeah. <laughs> with, with, with Florida <laughs> water. Like, I'm literally just doing all the cleansing. Yeah. Uh, and then I would have my crystals around as I, like, create my oils and things like that. Like, I try, because certain crystals you can't put in the oils. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably put it beside it or, like, create, it like, a little double boiler and have them yeah. at the bottom oh, kind of beautiful. situation. Uh, so I would try to include a lot of like precious stones and crystals work into my products. And when it's cool and I have my healer friend who is the goddess of miracles, Samara, she's around and she's available. Goddess of miracles? Yes. Whenever Tell she, me about this. Tell she's amazing. This. She's okay. like a resident healer for her day, the wellness events yeah. that I put together for women. So she's always, she's just amazing. She does. She's like great. Just amazing yeah. Reiki healer wow. and teacher and master. She's a Reiki master. Uh, so I, if she's around and available, you might, might go to extra realm to have her infuse my products with Reiki, wow. but I try not to market it. I feel like there's a lot of brands who are starting to get into that because the new age occult culture is starting to get really, really totally. popular, which I'll actually be touching on next year. I'm going to be putting more events together in regards of this. Yeah. So people are really educated about what they're getting themselves into because I feel like there's so many people who are tapping into this world and they don't really know how it works. Mm-hmm. And like, I just want people to be safe and know what they're doing totally. and there's like a dark side to this mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to stay on the good side yeah because yeah. <laughs> the 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 the, the consequences that comes with mm-hmm. stepping onto the dark side of these things it's yeah. it's life damaging <laughs> i always do like a white light protection exactly. beautiful loving energy mm-hmm. like and the intention behind it is always like with a lens of love and you see that by how yeah. things move yeah. like and how people respond to it yes it's it's all in the work that you put in and your energy with yeah. what you're doing and what the intent behind it is always. So yeah, I have like my little ritual that I do at the end of the day. I'll probably burn a candle, Beautiful. based color based on how I'm feeling or what's going on in life at that point. Do you have any um, guides that you communicate with in any way or anything like that? I would say I honestly have altar. I just connect necessarily with my ancestors. I'm really, I feel like this year has been, and I feel like that's probably why I've had the most success this year. I had a read-in and the read-in that I had, I have like a few psychics that I like go-to psychics, like at least maybe about six. And one of the, a few of them actually said it, mentioned that my ancestors were like, I wasn't paying attention to them in a sense. And oh. when he said that, I was like, whoa. And it, by the, now that the year has come to an end, like so many things have happened and like unfold that yeah. connected why that they felt that way. Yeah. But when that happened, I started doing more research and tapping into stuff. And then wow. that's when I found out that my lineage actually goes into the Ifa Oracle. I, I've always known of my ancestors, but not as deeply as I know now. Mm. So... 
So it's connecting with them ancestors and bringing in their energy. Deep down inside, I'm kind of following in their footsteps. Like, I didn't even realize it. Like, the things of, like, my dad passed away when I was younger. And, like, the things that he, the businesses he was into, like, bottle manufacturing. Like, things like creating liquid detergent soap and crazy things that I didn't realize was kind of aligned with what I do today. It shows you how much that you're carrying on where your ancestors left off. You're, oh, yeah. You have a path and a mission here to complete. And it passes down it passes through. Down. It, there's naturally. a generational thing. You don't have thing. to do anything. You just have yeah. to get in touch with them and talk to them. And the rest just flows. Oh, that's so beautiful. So um, in before we kind of like end this conversation, which has been so beautiful and educational, I'm so happy for people to hear it because they're going to learn so much about, you know, going forward how to find like the healthiest and best things for their skin. Um, the number one product that you'd say, if you need something for this winter, what would it, what would it be for you? For me? Um, it would definitely be my soothing oil. Okay. The Tammy soothing oil. It's been really saving my butt. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Um, so I have a couple, I do this kind of like rapid fire, um, not really rapid fire, but it's kind of like this fun little question game at the end and it's called cosmic pings. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. however you like to complete the sentence or, you know, um, there's things that so are coming cool. from. Yeah. So it's cosmic pings. So it's like the ping that comes up for you. Um, so I just have a couple questions for you. Yeah. So, uh, your favorite scent is. Ooh, lemongrass. And why? It's so grounding. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It's uplifting yet very grounding. Mm-hmm. The cosmos to you are? Whew. Honestly, the first thing that just comes to the mind is stars. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the stars. stars. Yeah. yeah. They're so beautiful. It's the stars aligned. I've been so uh, obviously tapped into moon rituals and, oh, yeah. and the moon phases. So looking at the stars and being connected to the sky has been it's aligned so. Everything. You yeah. just feel more aligned. It's just, there's an art to it. There's a power to the stars. Yes. So. Um, the greatest manifestation you had this year? Um, <laughs> manifesting my trip that I'm taking next month to really? Spain. Where? You're going to Spain. My Amazing. first trip overseas is to Spain. I'm going wow. to Spain and then going to a few cities and, uh, France and then going to end my trip in Paris and come home. It's my birthday. And I was like, I'm going to do an eat, pray, love trip for my oh birthday. My God, yes. <laughs> I love this. So you're kind of going a little bit around Europe, which is going to be so beautiful. Oh, I love that so much. Um, the place that you find, you know, the most peace and solitude is? At home. <laughs> my home is my sanctuary. <laughs> You've really created such beautiful energy in here. And you can feel that that energy also is like – radiating from the products that you make because it's all in this space mm-hmm. and just the intention that you put into it and it's so it's so cool because I see that you've like tapped into something that's so aligned with your path and then combined with like your history and where you came from and putting in all that beautiful magic into it and also helping people when you're serving people it's really when you're doing like your highest work and I think that's like such a beautiful thing thank you yeah and I feel like this is just the beginning of that because there's so much more that I want to do for communities out there but that would just be for everyone to stay tuned to see yes, <laughs> yes. okay so uh my final question love is Ooh, love is bravery oh wow love is bravery it takes a very brave person to be able to just love unconditionally I feel like no not a lot of people are aware of 
what unconditional love is. I feel like we all have a different way of seeing what love is. Mm-hmm. And some people think so, some people think certain actions can be conditional, but mm-hmm. actually it's a way of setting healthy boundaries. And it just shows you more of what their level of bravery is when it comes to love. Wow, that is the most beautiful answer to end on. Thank you so much. So where can people find you and your beautiful, amazing, incredible products? Um, you can find my products at www.essentialsbytemi.com. And you can find my Instagram from there as well too, at essentialsbytemi. And my personal Instagram is Temi Shibawale, which is my <laughs> full name. Uh, T-E-M-I-S-H-O-B-O-W-A-L-E. And are you going to have a workshop coming up soon? Definitely should follow me on social media. I'll definitely have a few things planned for next year. I'm trying a few different things out and trying to just connect more people that I have in my community and just be able to put them together and share more knowledge with the bigger community we have in Toronto and in other cities. I love that so much. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast.